Welcome back to Mortgage Genomics Canada. I'm your host, Marco Gello. I'm a duly licensed mortgage broker in British Columbia and Alberta, born and raised in Calgary, currently living in North Vancouver. If you're from either of these provinces and require any mortgage-related services, please do not hesitate to contact me. Call or text me right now at 604-800-9593. 604-800-9593. One application, one credit check, and access to Canada's top lenders. All right, welcome back, everyone, and uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, um, I guess this would be the uh, the official Christmas edition um, of Mortgage Genomics Canada. So today's headliner topic, which is uh, not Christmas related at all, um, is uh, I'm going to talk about how to get a bulletproof pre-approved mortgage. But before we get to that, here's what's on my mind this week. There's been quite a few major announcements in the past couple of weeks. On December the 8th, we had the interest rate announcement from the Bank of Canada announcing that they will remain as is with the overnight rate at 0.25%, which translates to the general consumer prime rate remaining at 2.45%. Then a week later, on December 14th, the U.S. Fed announces its plans to start cutting back quicker on their quantitative easing and calling for a few rate hikes in 2022, just like Canada. And also around the same time, another joint announcement slash statement made by the government of Canada uh, and our central bank, the Bank of Canada. This is a five-year agreement between the two that has come due this year. And basically, it just outlines the game plan of how they plan on achieving inflation Um, targets and employment targets for the next five years and basically they are projecting um, the same thing to stay within one to three percent range uh, for inflation uh, as far as inflation is concerned and nothing has really changed in that regard from the last agreement of the past five years but what has changed this time around is that interest rates are currently low and are projected to stay low for the next several years. And with the rates being so low, like right now, the the Bank of Canada overnight rate is at 0.25%. With the rates being that low, they essentially will not have any room this time around to lower it further in case they need a a shock absorber from uh, any unexpected economic downturn. So basically, expect the rate to remain low for the next several years and by low i mean gradual and and marginal increases or decreases over a prolonged period of time and then finally on december the 17th osfi which uh, stands for the office of the superintendent of financial institutions in canada um, and this is the regulator watchdog for canadian banks They announced that they will keep the mortgage qualifying rate at 5.25%. And this is simply, it pertains to the mortgage stress test. So if you recall, since January 2018, Canadians have been qualifying for a mortgage as though that mortgage is at least 2% higher. So if you're concerned or anxious or paranoid that you've just been approved for a large monster mortgage, um, at least 
be reassured to know that you've been stress tested to verify that you can actually handle payments that are in fact significantly higher than the contract rate you will actually experience. So for example, today you can sign up for a 1.35% for variable rate mortgage or, or a 2.59% for a five-year fixed mortgage. But in the background, you had to qualify for these rates at 5.25%. So that's a difference of almost 4%. For, for the variable rate mortgage and almost 3% for the fixed rate mortgage that I just quoted there. And the spread was even larger in the past year with, uh, with the wartime record low fixed rates we experienced in the mid 1% range. So if you're paranoid about the future and how it's going to feel when you have to renew or if interest rates start rising, you know, it's okay can chill out a little bit. The fact that you got approved essentially validates that you are able to handle some volatility. So relax. Yeah. Merry Christmas. One hundred and twenty-two thousand seven hundred and forty-eight. That's how many people were declared new Canadians in the most recent reporting quarter from July to September 2021. But also keep in mind that most of this number pertains to people that were already in Canada for several years as temporary residents. So they, you know, they've been here on renewing work permits. And, and have just recently been approved as official Canadian residents. So we are not yet seeing the figures of the approximately 1.2 million that are expected to or have already arrived in the next two years um, or recently. So if you're in any way employed in the real estate sector or any sector related to it, like me, for instance, with mortgages, this is a bullish trend for your industry. Couple this with the other natural population boost forces like new births, the rising millennial demographic, the aging baby boomer, I want to buy more properties without selling my existing one cohort, the investors, and so on. It's hard to see an argument for a legitimate slowdown in real estate, at least not in Canada's major and sub-major cities. As long as we continue to not lobby and protest our municipal governments, like nothing is going to change. So you're hearing that right. Like I've mentioned this before in previous episodes, um, any protest to the federal government about housing supply and affordability is pretty much wasted energy. Like the prime minister's office has nothing to do with the housing market in your neighborhood. Absolutely nothing. They may convince you, you know, it may appear that they might, but they're not the ones in charge of approving rezoning applications or declining them. They're not the ones who are hosting public notice meetings on development projects. They're not at the pulse of housing in your community. Some will debate they're not the pulse of anything. And you know who is? Your mayor. If you're angry, frustrated, sad, 
or upset in any way about your community and how it got away from you, go straight to your city hall and start there. And after that, hit your、uh, provincial legislature. Seriously, I don't, I don't know how they're getting away with it, but local municipality bureaucrats are hiding behind their cubicles, you know, doing their annoying thorn in your side bureaucratic work, and、uh, relieved, extremely relieved, that the federal government constantly and happily takes a stage with housing, as it is, it is just another opportunity to offer another useless clickbait initiative program. To the sucker voters. And it's not just another opportunity po- to、uh, politicize something and gain some election leverage. Well, in, it, that, that is just what it is. It's, a, it's another opportunity to politicize and to gain some election、uh, leverage. We, we need to recognize that all these first time homebuyer initiatives and eco energy home rebates and, and all that stuff like, are just complete bullshit. We're making no progress at all. In every federal election, we continue to fall for it. And also at the provincial level, too, all the housing programs that are out there are, I'd say, okay at best. But mostly, again, for lack of a better term, flaky bullshit. That's it.、Uh, housing protests and lobbying need to start at the municipal level. Then spill over into the provincial level.、Um, time for municipalities to step up and move out of their comfort zones when it、uh, comes to, to housing. As you have witnessed for the past couple of decades, the federal government and provincial as well, they have absolutely no power when it comes to housing supply. Zippo, nothing. All they've been doing is、uh, tinkering with property tax and financing rules, which have for moments paused. Or deferred or reallocated the demand. And again, this isn't solving anything. Yet they continue to attempt to do so. It's like that famous Einstein quote, you know, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results, the definition of insanity. So we keep going round and round in circles. Call me stupid, but I'm still convinced. We gotta just build more homes, more units. We gotta subdivide, we gotta expand, whatever. We gotta do all of that. We gotta build, build, and build. Finally. Um, let's talk about interest rates. As I'm recording this episode,、um, BC's Health Authority just announced、um, on Tuesday, December 21st, so a couple of days ago now, another lockdown type of environment. No gatherings and social events,、um, but of course, concerts, sports games, and theaters reduced to 50% capacity. No gyms, no fitness centers, no dance studios. Bars are closed down, nightclubs. Restaurants, I, I think, are still okay, but the reduced seating, whatever. Just a bunch of stuff. So, what havoc does this play on interest rates? You're probably wondering. Uh, my quick answer would be to remain calm and look for opportunities for interest rates. 
and at this point I think it's highly unlikely that there will be talk of increasing rates until at least this most recent set of uh, restrictions are lifted. Um, and for the moment, that date is set for January 18th. That's, that's what they tell us anyhow. But then again, January 18th, uh, that's the BC's target date. I don't know what the, the dates are for Quebec and uh, Ontario. I think Quebec is using the similar yardstick uh, with the date around January 10th, I believe. And Ontario, I have no idea. I haven't, uh, haven't heard a, a specific date. So basically, this will be the wild card. The, the longer the restrictions, the greater the damage to the economy will be. Then along with the lockdown environment comes the fear of the market consensus and the general negative um, like self-fulfilling prophecy type of wave, which then further perpetuates this mediocre state that we currently are in. So since December 17, the bond yield jumped up by about nine basis points, which, which would imply if it does persist on this upward trajectory, that the fixed interest rates would also rise. But like I was just saying, we just re-entered, you know, another George Orwell 1984 state again. So, so yeah, you're not going to see any upward rate activity for the next couple of weeks. Again, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, by the way. We shouldn't uh, get any, any increased rate action going on around Christmas. But rates, as of right now, okay, so right now, December 23rd is when I'm recording this. The five-year fixed, I can get you as low as 2.34% to 2.64%. And variable rate, I can smack it right down to as low as 0.99% to about 1.25%, somewhere in that range. So if you're planning a purchase, refinance, or have a renewal coming up, um, text or WhatsApp me at uh, 604-800-9593 and let's get your hard-working mortgage a reservation at one of Canada's choice banks where we can hold reservations for up to four months. Let's begin and discuss this week's headliner, how to get a bulletproof pre-approved mortgage. Hey there, just a quick reminder about my servicing area as I know many of you are listening from across the country. I'm a duly licensed mortgage broker in the provinces of Alberta and British Columbia. So if you are from these parts, shoot me a text at 604-800-9593 or look me up at homefinancingsolutions.ca. Throughout your dealings with me, you will also be introduced to my support team, Justin and Kelly. With the three of us, you can be rest assured we get every angle covered. And finally, over the years, I've built up some incredible working relationships with real estate agents, lawyers, notaries, home inspectors, and appraisers. So if need be, I can also be your one-stop shop and hook you up with a complete real estate team. The process is quick and swift. One application, one credit check, and access to Canada's top lenders. And now, back to the episode. In a hot market like we are in right now, mortgage pre-approvals have become front and center, particularly the quality and legitimacy of them. Here in Vancouver, and I'm certain in Toronto as well, buyers are placing offers with absolutely no financing conditions at all. And even though I advise strongly against it, I continuously keep on getting subject-free offers, one after another. So I think at the very least, we should discuss how you can best prepare and make sure your mortgage pre-approval is as close to an actual approval as possible. 
My goal with this topic is to make sure that people realize that the more work you put into the pre-approval process, the smoother and less stressful your time-restricted purchase process will be. Okay, let's begin. How to get a bulletproof pre-approved mortgage. Step one, get your credit score where it needs to be and deal with any issues you currently have. Whether you qualify for a mortgage through a bank, credit union, or other financial institutions, you should be aiming for a credit score of 680 for at least one borrower or guarantor, especially if you are putting under 20% down payment. If you are able to make a larger down payment of 20% or more, then a score of 680 is not as critical. However, whatever you do, avoid dipping below a score of 610. You may still qualify for a mortgage, but your interest rate will likely be higher. If your credit score does not meet the minimum requirements, follow these steps. Pay your bills on time. Avoid carrying balances on your credit cards that are greater than 60% of your limits. This directly impacts your credit by decreasing your score. If you are currently carrying a credit card that is maxed and you are not able to reduce it, consider transferring some of the balance to another credit product so as to come within the 60% balance to limit ratio. So basically, you are borrowing from Peter to pay Paul. Not a long-term strategy to pay down your debt, but definitely a quick fix credit score booster in the short term. Avoid petty disputes with creditors. Take the hit and pay up, or suffer detrimental credit downgrades and derogatory ratings that eventually end up being deal killers to mortgage approvals. Step two, have your down payment funds confirmed and ready to go. The minimum down payment requirement is 5% of the purchase. It is critical to disclose the source of your down payment to your mortgage broker as not all sources of down payment may be acceptable for your particular qualification. Here are some examples of down payment verification. Gifted proceeds from direct family members are acceptable, but the amount that is acceptable varies with qualification guidelines. Proceeds from abroad must be meticulously documented from its originating source. Documents must also be translated in English. Borrowed funds can be used for down payment, but your mortgage qualification amount could substantially be reduced as a result. 60 to 90 day history disclosures are required for essentially all down payment proceeds, unless you have sold an asset or property. In this case, you would have to provide a paper trail verifying the sales transaction of the asset and the deposit of funds into your bank account. 60 to 90 day verification for gifted down payment proceeds are rarely required. Step three, understanding and selecting the right mortgage product for your particular circumstance. Rate is only one of the many features in selecting the best mortgage product that meets your financial goals. Here are some other features to be aware of when selecting a mortgage product. Mortgages with minimal discharge fees, like a penalty, for instance, in the event you sell your property ahead of its term. Cashback mortgages that advance as much as 5% of the mortgage to be used for whatever you desire. For example, paying off debt, purchasing furniture, or renovating. Purchase plus improvement mortgages advance up to 10% of the property's value to be used for immediate improvements to the property. 
Enhanced prepayment privileges are available on some mortgages that allow you to make larger lump sum payments towards your mortgage principal throughout your term and in some cases allow for unlimited lump sum payments without any penalty charges. Auto HELOC mortgages allow your ongoing paid mortgage principal to automatically convert to accessible equity on a monthly basis. Step 4. Accept the fact that you will have to provide a large amount of documents. When you apply for a mortgage, you will typically need to provide a standard package of documents, which almost always includes your government-issued personal identification, most recent pay stub, employment letter, most recent two years of personal income tax documents, like notice of assessments, T-slips, and T-1 generals. If you are self-employed, or incorporated, the most recent two-year business financials may also be required. Three months of bank account statements. 90-day verification of your down payment proceeds. Documentation to explain any unusually, generally non-payroll, large deposits, or withdrawals over $2,000 as per the Proceeds of Crime, Money Laundering, and Terrorist Financing Act enacted by the Government of Canada and applicable to all lenders in Canada. Step 5. Get a legitimate pre-approval or pre-qualification, not just a rate hold certificate. To have the best possible home buying experience, make sure you get pre-qualified for a mortgage. If you haven't exchanged personal information and documents with your mortgage broker, you have not been pre-qualified. Commit to a lengthy process during the pre-qualification phase rather than procrastinating all the way until you actually place an offer on a property. Getting approved for a mortgage is a time-consuming process and during a live offer on a property, time is of the essence. Having to make critical decisions in a limited time frame and when you are highly emotional is a recipe for disaster. Get pre-qualified, then start looking for a property. Step 6. This is for people who are considering placing a subject-free offer. Have a backup plan ready. This is probably the most critical step of all. I'm not sure that many mortgage brokers do this, but I certainly do. If you plan on going subject-free on an offer, prepare to not just complete all of what I just talked about in a militant, non-compromise manner, but also prepare to have a conversation about what your backup plans are in the event we are forced to move in that direction. At this stage of the game, I want to get the meat and potatoes. I'm going to ask you some tough questions. I might test your nerves. And in the end, I don't care. I really don't care if you are uncomfortable or upset to talk about it because it's my job. My job is to get you approved, but it's also to make sure you don't walk into a fire and lose all your deposit money. So prepare for that. And if you don't experience that, then flat out ask your mortgage broker, is my pre-approval 100% guaranteed? And if they answer yes, then drop them and come straight to me because they are lying, okay? So I don't wanna scare the crap out of you and be negative about your dreamy home buying experience, but at the same time, I feel I'm gonna have a pointed conversation with you about placing an offer with no financing conditions because simply it's, uh, it's the right and responsible thing to do. Clearly, it's in your best interest. You're probably wondering now, well, what are some examples of backup plans? Here are the most common backup plans that I've experienced over the last several years. Number one, have a parent or anyone else on standby to jump in as a co-applicant or co-signer. 
Number two, have a parent or close family member on standby if a larger down payment is required. And finally, number three, understand and accept the consequences of proceeding with a mortgage with a higher interest rate and additional fees. The bottom line, subject-free offers are risky to begin with, but they are especially risky if you don't have a backup plan. Step seven, you are now ready to shop for a home. And finally, the easy part, go ahead and start viewing properties knowing that you have been formally pre-approved for a mortgage for a specific amount of dollars. And remember, even though you are pre-approved, always request or try to request financing conditions because pre-approvals are never 100% guaranteed. That's all I got for today. Call or text me anytime if you have any mortgage questions at all, especially if you are in British Columbia or Alberta, as I am licensed to service these specific provinces. And especially if you are from Vancouver or Calgary, as I'm very familiar with these markets. And of course, I welcome calls and emails from all over the world for those that are in the process of or have recently relocated or immigrated to Canada from elsewhere. Call or text me at 604-800-9593 or you can get me on WhatsApp or Facebook Messenger or just go ahead and link up on my website, homefinancingsolutions.ca. Thank you again for tuning in to Mortgageonomics Canada. Stay well, everyone. Talk again soon.